hello, friends. Welcome again to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we explore how to remain nimble and stay hopeful in the midst of adversity and uncertainty. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships and host of this podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome. We love seeing and hearing from new listeners. If you've been a longtime listener, and I know there are many of you out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. I hope this is adding value to you and your leadership as you think about resilience in the midst of all that has happened in our world. About a month ago, I was reading an article in The New Yorker by Jill Lepore. It was titled, It's Just Too Much, Has Burnout Become the Human Condition? And my radar went up because we're all hearing about that word burnout a lot lately. It was a fascinating article. And in it, Lepore talked about the origin of the term burnout, which was named first by Herbert Freudenberger, a German sociologist and counselor back in 1973. Lepore wrote that to be burned out is to be used up like a battery so depleted it can no longer be recharged. Around the world, three out of five workers say that they are burned out. A 2020 U.S. study put that figure at three in four people. In fact, there's been a recent book about it claiming that burnout affects an entire generation. The title is Can't Even, colon, How Millennials Became the Burnout generation. Even the World Health Organization recognized burnout syndrome in 2019. This was before the pandemic hit. In Sweden, you can even go on sick leave for burnout. It seems that everyone is talking about burnout these days, but it's not a new phenomenon. In 1981, Christina Malsach, a social psychologist at the University of California, Berkeley, created a diagnostic tool called the Maslach Burnout Inventory, the MBI. Then the following year, she published another assessment. She said, quote, burnout is a syndrome of emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and reduced personal accomplishment that can occur among individuals who do people work of some kind, close quote. Did you catch that? People work. <laughs> if you're a leader, you are in the people work business. Alongside of frontline workers, teachers, nurses, social workers, police, fire, EMT, and maybe the truly unsung heroes in all of this, stay-at-home parents. Even back in 1978, Neil Young sang the song, It's Better to Burn Out Than to Fade Away. For years, pastors have justified their unhealthy workaholic tendencies by saying, it's better to burn out than rust out. But by the way, no, it's not. Nobody said that. It's not in our Bible. Both are bad. Both should be avoided if possible. But further back than that, there's been burnout for thousands of years. In fact, in the Bible, there, were, there are references to this. In Numbers chapter 11, Moses complains to God that he's uh, not able to hear all the people alone because he it was too heavy for him. He couldn't handle it all. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah was so exhausted that the prophet told God that he would rather die. That's some burnout. Even web and web designers and IT specialists, those who've spent the last 15 months on Zoom, uh, are now talking about digital burnout. I admit I experienced digital burnout last summer when all of my meetings, like many of you, switched to Zoom. I know many of you can certainly relate. We are a nation addicted to adrenaline, work, stress, and stimuli. And in some ways, our workaholism is talked about as if we want people to put a gold star on our lapel. 
Here's the most ironic part. Herbert Freudenberger died in 1999 at the age of 73, and his obituary in the New York Times stated, quote, he worked 14 or 15 hours a day, six days a week, until three weeks before his death. Now think about that. Ironically, it seems that the man who coined the term burnout died from burnout. So what should we do with all this? What do we do if we're feeling burned out? Well, I want to offer a few things here, but I want to start by expressing some fear and trepidation with what I'm about to say. In in, in some vulnerability here, the, the last thing that I want to do is to simply say, just do these seven things, add water and stir, and you'll be replenished by Thursday. There are some things in our control, but I do admit that there are many things that are out of our control. And some of us would love to take a rest. Some of us would love to be out of burnout, but legitimately, they, there are rare opportunities for you to do so. And I want to acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge that some of you listening here are absolutely burned out or you're on your way, you're crispy around the edges. But there are a few things in your control. And I want to name a few. And I want to offer these suggestions to you gently. The last thing I want to do is to heap on shame, guilt, or pressure to have you do more, work harder, work faster, work longer hours. Instead, what I'm suggesting is that you live more wholeheartedly, more realistically as a leader who begins to see your limitations not as a curse, but as a blessing. You know, Jesus had a very wise saying when he said, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? For some of us, we may need to put that on an index card and tape it next to our computers to see it regularly. Maybe we need to tape it to the bathroom mirror when we, br- when we brush our teeth. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? We do not need a generation of leaders who work so hard to the bone that they forfeit their very soul of leadership. With that said, I want to submit these to you and your discernment. If they're helpful, great. If they're adding any sort of pressure or responsibility or guilt or shame, I give you full permission to just ignore what I'm saying. But I offer these four practical things for you. If you're feeling burnout or if you're concerned about burnout or you're crispy around the edges, the first is I just want to encourage you to name it. As we've said before, naming things has a way of taming things. And if you can just name that you're feeling it, If you're even saying, am I burned out? Even just questioning the fact that you're burned out is probably an indication you need to pay attention to. Name it. Don't try to push through and be a hero. Name it. Which leads to number two. Secondly, consider who you need to tell and how you can ask for help. Maybe you need to tell a spouse or a partner. Maybe you need to see a counselor or spiritual director, or you need to call a friend and say, I don't need you to do anything at all. Do not give me advice. Don't say anything. I just need you to listen. But if you do need to ask for help, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength and the first step on the path to help. So name it, consider who you need to tell and how you need to ask for help. And third, I want to encourage you, this is a great time to reevaluate what leadership is. Ask courageous questions and consider rethinking, and maybe even if it's within your power, rearranging 
how you approach leadership and your leadership model. We talked earlier about the quote-unquote new normal, how we have to ask, do we really want to return to normal? With things returning to some level of familiarity, now is the time to truly evaluate where we can put in new rhythms in moving forward. There's not a better time to think through that than right now. You have the opportunity before things solidify again. In some senses, the cement is wet. Let's think really critically about re-entry and what that looks like. And fourth, I want to encourage you, if you're feeling burnout, to develop a to-don't list. Earlier in episode 32, we talked about our replenishment cycle. It might be good to go back and listen to that episode again and spend some time developing your replenishment cycle. It's a very practical episode, episode 32. Maybe there are some things that you need to drop. Maybe there are some things you need to stop doing. Maybe you need to let go of either forever, indefinitely, or just temporarily. Maybe this summer you need to stop going uh, to do some things in order to be replenished so you can pick them back up in the fall. Maybe you need to press pause and take a semester off of school. Maybe you need to say no to that new business opportunity, great as it may be. Maybe you need to not say yes to that opportunity, even though it might disappoint people and may, it may even disappoint you in the short term, but if it helps you become more wholehearted, it's worth it. Say no to good things so you can say yes to the best things. You can be particular and you can be picky in certain areas. Now ask yourself, what can I say no to this week that will help me feel more rested and more myself six weeks or maybe even six months from today? So again, name it, consider who you should tell and ask for help, reevaluate leadership and what kind of leader do you truly need to be in this next season and develop your to-don't list. The last thing we need from you, leader, is to end up like Herbert Freudenberger, dying from burnout, the term that he coined. Well, thanks for being with me today. The Resilient Leaders Podcast is produced, engineered, and kissed with the seal of quality and approval by the highly talented and creative Joel Limbowen, founder of Onalim Productions. Check out his great work at onalimproductions.com. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, while people long to move forward, You don't have to move forward in the same way. You don't have to be burned out. There are some things in your control. Simply ignoring it is not healthy. And so make sure you're addressing this and reaching out, naming it, asking for help, reevaluating your leadership and developing your to-don't list. 